The Wausau River Wolves, Culver's, and the Salvation Army of Wausau have partnered together for a special night on February 14th. All fans are encouraged to bring a new or gently used teddy bear to the game, and when the River Wolves score their first goal of the game, fans then throw their teddy bears onto the ice to benefit kids in north-central Wisconsin. Don't miss this unique promotion. Get your tickets online at riverwolveshockey.com. Welcome back inside the den, everybody. I am your host and play-by-play voice of the Wausau River Wolves, Jake Senholz. And it uh, feels good to be back. I'm uh, excited to be recording another podcast here. I cannot wait for the players-only interview. I'll let you know uh, who that's going to be in just a moment here. But uh, on behalf of the entire River Wolves organization, we hope that you had a fantastic uh, holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you may celebrate out there. We hope that it went well and that you uh, had a safe and uh, happy holiday season. I know that we did here and uh, everybody enjoyed their nice little break, but it feels good to be back. And the River Wolves were back in action on the ice on a Sunday night as they took on the Rochester Grizzlies. Unfortunately, as we've seen uh, throughout the season when the River Wolves played the Grizzlies, it did not go quite as well as the River Wolves would have wanted. Rochester won that game by a score of 7-1. Tyler Klatt would start that one. He made 18 saves on 25 shot attempts. Joseph LaForge would come in in relief and uh, offer up 13 saves on 13 shots. So Joseph LaForge perfect in his 18 minutes and 55 seconds of relief. River Wolves were able to net uh, just one goal, that one coming off the stick of Hayden Miller on a beautiful pass from Mitch Adolski. I believe you can see that one over on the River Wolves Instagram page uh, if you search Wausau R. Wolves. Three stars in that one were uh, Mitch Adolski, Alex Kelsall, and Dane Remringer. So that was that for the River Wolves' second and uh, last home game of the month of December as they lost that one 7-1 to one to the Rochester Grizzlies. But let's backtrack just a little bit and discuss the uh, national, the NA3 National Showcase the Riverwolves came into this tournament with uh, very high hopes and beyond high hopes. They had high expectations uh, through talking to Coach Bailey on the last podcast, talking to many of the players, including uh, Rowley Carlson and some others. Uh, you could just tell from their demeanor and the way that they sounded that uh, they really, really wanted these victories here in the National Showcase. They all wanted to have a, a great showing, not only because there's scouts and other coaches and other opportunities to make your name known at the uh, NA3 showcase, but simply because they only had three wins on the season and they felt like they matched up well with all three of these teams and they uh, felt like they were in a good position to at least get two out of three wins, maybe even sweep the entire weekend. Unfortunately, uh, when it got down to it, that's not how things would go for the River Wolves. They started off the tournament on Sunday, December 15th, started out quickly against the Yellowstone Quake. The River Wolves were the first to get on the board at uh, the 539 mark. Hayden Miller put one in the net, assisted by Sam Baker and Tanner Escrow. They had Yellowstone on their heels, and you thought, hey, maybe uh, this is the spark that the River Wolves need. This is the exact uh, game that they need in order to start the tournament off on the right foot. Unfortunately, just about a minute and a half later, as we've seen 
uh, way too many times throughout the course of this River Wolves season. The River Wolves gave the goal right back at the 740 mark. Yellowstone would score again at the 1509 mark and then at the 1053 mark of the second period, making it a 3 to 1 game. So all of a sudden, a uh, game didn't seem totally out of reach heading into the third period, but the River Wolves needed that first goal. They weren't able to get it as uh, Dylan Rumpke for the Yellowstone Quake made it four to one with six or at six oh three in the third period. Uh, Casey Couture would net another one for the River Wolves, but it was too little, too late at the eleven oh two mark, and that was the final scoring in that one. So the River Wolves started off the tournament with a four to two loss to the Yellowstone Quake. Not too terrible, right? Definitely something you can recover from. But a lot of positives for this River Wolves team that they could take from that game against the Quake uh, into their next game the next day against the Mid-City Junior Stars. Uh, Mid-City may have been on paper the toughest matchup for the River Wolves uh, of the weekend. They didn't end up being the toughest match uh, as Missoula, as we would see the next day, Missoula uh, would be a tougher matchup for the River Wolves. But the Mid-City Junior Stars put four goals up on the River Wolves. The River Wolves' lone goal was scored by Blake Neudecker just one minute and eight seconds into the third period. I guess I should mention Tyler Klatt got the start in this one. He made 28 saves on 32 shot attempts. Starting in net for the previous game I talked about against the Yellowstone Quake was Joseph LaForge, and LaForge would go on to make 20 saves on 24 shot attempts. So the River Wolves were sitting at 0-2 uh, in the showcase, heading into their third and final matchup on Tuesday against the Missoula Junior Bruins. Missoula had themselves a nice weekend. They started the weekend uh, getting pretty well blown out by a score of, I believe, 8-1, to if I can remember correctly. I was on the call of that game. But the Junior Bruins went on to win their next two games, including this one over the River Wolves. River Wolves once again only, to, only able to put up one goal uh, in this one. That one was scored in the third period once again by Casey Couture. So only a total of uh, four goals scored all weekend by the River Wolves. It's tough to beat anybody uh, no matter how well you match up with them over the course of three games when you're only scoring one goal. So uh, despite a pretty decent effort from all goaltenders uh, on the River Wolves, the uh, goal scoring somewhat uh, let them down and the River Wolves would lose all three of their showcase games. Uh, Taryn Moore started this third and final showcase game. He made 13 saves on 17 shot attempts. Joseph LaForge, in the familiar position of relief, came in and allowed just one goal on a total of 22 shots. So all three River Wolves goaltenders uh, having a chance to start a game over the course of the uh, NA3 showcase, which is exactly what Coach Bailey wanted. Uh, obviously, the showcase, you want to uh, get the wins when you can, but it's also all about uh, showing off your talent, trying to get your guys noticed by somebody else and get them to uh, move up a level. Coach Bailey stressed that, and I think he did a fair job of uh, playing each and every player available on this uh, River Wolf squad, including Jack Pascula, who came back for uh, two of his three eligibility games here during the NA3 showcase. And uh, that's pretty much all the action, except for uh, if you want to go all the way back to Friday, December 13th, the Riverwolves dropped a 5-1 to one contest, a bit of a warm-up contest against Peoria just two days before that NA3 showcase. There is a silver lining, though. The uh, Riverwolves highly competitive in all three of those showcase games. And hopefully they can take that momentum moving forward. The Riverwolves 
have to face Rochester again tonight, December 31st, over in Rochester. So we'll see how that game goes. But then moving on into January, you have winnable games, two of them against St. Louis, who uh, you've battled hard all season long. They've even had a lead multiple times against the St. Louis squad, even earlier in the season while being down in St. Louis, the uh, River Wolves had a lead in the game and just uh, gave it up in the third period. And then you go on to take on uh, Granite City, a tough team in Granite City. You take them on back-to-back games, and then you come back home for uh, Cooley Region and then Rochester once again. So uh, there is some winnable games coming up in this next stretch, definitely some tough hockey games as well between Rochester and Granite City. But River Wolves still sitting at only three wins on the season. I know that the team uh, desperately wants to improve that number, and hopefully we see that coming up here in the coming weeks of January. Don't forget, as always, you can follow the River Wolves on any of your favorite social medias by searching Wausau R. Wolves, and uh, you can keep up with the latest and greatest, of course, in-game updates as well as updates throughout the week, uh, player profiles, and much, much more. And you can find uh, everything you need over at RiverWolvesHockey.com or just find us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you choose by searching Wausau R. Wolves. I'm Jake Senholz. You can find me on Twitter at Senholz on Sport. And, of course, uh, thanks for being here with us inside the den. We have a fantastic players-only interview coming up for you. It is Olympic gold medal champion for Team USA Hockey. Looking forward to having that conversation with him and uh, asking him all about his Olympic experience, what it feels like to be a gold medal champion, and so much more. Stick around. That's coming up at the end of the podcast for the players-only segment when I sit down with number four defenseman Tyler Balserak. Before we get to that, though, I have a conversation with the director of business operations for the River Wolves, Zach Surway, and I've got that conversation coming up for you right after this. Don't miss a minute of River Wolves hockey this season. Catch all the games streaming live online at HockeyTV.com. And welcome back inside the den, everybody. Uh, We've been on a a brief little hiatus because of uh, Christmas and uh, other things in the works, but we are back here inside the den. And as always, Director of Business Operations for the River Wolves, Zach Surway, joins me. And Zach, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas, but uh, Christmas now behind us. We look forward to a very uh, busy January and February. Uh, as As you mentioned to me just before we started recording this, the last couple months of the season do go by very fast. And the River Wolves have a lot going on uh, starting on Friday, January 3rd. Uh, you want to just start there and then maybe take us through the rest of the season as far as promotion nights and what else we got going on here. For sure, Jake. Uh, so, yeah, like, I, like you just mentioned, this, the season does uh, always seem to go pretty fast in the second half of the year. So I just want to make sure that people are aware of all the promotions that we have going on in the second half of the home schedule. So actually, coming this Friday night, uh, January 3rd, is 730 uh, puck drop. We, so we play Friday, Saturday night at 7.30 versus the St. Louis Junior Blues. On Friday night, though, uh, we have a food drop going on. Dollar off tickets with uh, a donation, a non-perishable food item uh, will be donated to the neighbor's place uh, right here in Wausau. Um, and then upcoming next weekend, uh, the Granite City Lumberjacks coming to town uh, for, again, uh, a pair of Friday-Saturday matchups at 7.30. On Saturday, it's probably one of our um, best promotions, I would say, of the year. Uh, we have uh, Palm Beanie 
Hat giveaway presented by National Dental Academy of Wisconsin. That goes to the first 250 fans. Uh, we're all pretty excited about that and how the, the hat turned out. So that'll be something that people want to arrive to the uh, game early for sure that night to make sure that they get one of those hats. Um, and then the final promotion of the uh, month of January is uh, Friday, January 31st, another uh, 7.30 game. It's um, can't really beat it uh, watching uh, hockey and having yourself a cold beverage. So it's a, another $2 beer night presented by Budweiser to wrap up the month of January. And I believe the last $2 beer night was all the way back in November. So uh, it's been a while since you've had an opportunity to come out and drink some cheap beer and watch River Wolves hockey. Another one you should definitely have circled is that uh, hat giveaway presented by National Dental Academy. All of our giveaways here with the River Wolves are fantastic between the uh, water bottles and the bells. But this one probably holds the most uh, monetary value, I would say. It's a really nice uh, hat, uh, as you mentioned, beanie hat. So if you missed the other previous giveaways, you should definitely come on down and be here, uh, one of the first 250 fans to, to grab that hat. But as Zach mentioned, that's what we've got here for you in January. February starts out with a bang right away on February 1st. We've got the Triggs Saving Pack Night. Isn't that right, Zach? Yep, so then uh, Saturday, February 1st uh, at 7.30, um, we play the Milwaukee Power, and it's uh, Triggs Savings Pack Night, so our great partners at uh, Triggs uh, here in uh, north-central Wisconsin. Um, this has been a very popular package. We had our first one way back in November. Uh, what you can do uh, for that is there's two different packages, one a adult package, one a student package. So for the adults, you get two tickets, two hot dogs, uh, two beers, of course, Budweiser products, um, all for just $25. It's uh, saving over $5 off the full retail value uh, with that. And then the second package is for two student tickets, um, age 5 to 18, uh, and then two hot dogs and two sodas for just 12 bucks. So you save, again, $5 off the full retail price. It's always good to save a little bit of money after you probably overspent a little bit over the Christmas holidays. So... Uh, we can help you out there. And then um, one of the probably most popular promotions across um, minor league hockey, junior hockey, um, is the Teddy Bear Toss. And we have that game upcoming then uh, Friday, February 14th uh, on Valentine's Day night, a uh, 7.30 game. Uh, that game is uh, the Teddy Bear Toss uh, is presented by Culver's. And all the teddy bears collected that night will be donated to Kids in Need here in North Central Wisconsin. Uh, thanks to our, our friends at uh, the Salvation Army here of Marathon County. Uh, and then the, the final, actually, home series of the weekend, uh, Friday, February 28th. Um, it's going to be our final $2 beer night of uh, the season. And then the Saturday, our final home game of the regular season here on the 29th, with it being a leap year at 7.30. Um, it's fan appreciation night, so we'll have all kinds of, of fan giveaways. It's been a really popular uh, game for people to attend um, in the past, and we're looking forward to everyone out uh, as we have one final home game this season. And as always, people can get their tickets online at riverwallshockey.com and uh, snag up your tickets. Uh, we're expecting good crowds here in the second half of the season as Obviously, if the football season comes to an end and uh, people start thinking a little bit more about uh, winter sports. 
And then uh, just to clarify on that February 14th, is that a bring your own teddy bear that you are going to be tossing on the ice deal? or? Uh... Yeah, so people will actually be able to bring their own teddy bear or their um, we'll, we'll supply them um, as well like we did last year. So if you unfortunately don't have a teddy bear that you can toss, we'll have some on hand that you can um, take and toss on ice as the river will score their first goal. All right, good to know. So uh, save some money with us on February 1st and then maybe come back a couple weeks later and use that money you saved to bring your boyfriend, girlfriend, a significant other to the River Wolves game. You can each toss a teddy bear on the ice. How I can't think of any more of a romantic uh, Valentine's Day than that, can you? Nope, I can't either. Nothing says uh, I love you like junior hockey in Wausau. Absolutely not. So uh, those are all the promotions throughout the rest of this uh, River Wolves season. We've had a fantastic uh, season as far as a promotion giveaways so far over the course of this year, and we are looking forward to finishing it out strong. Uh, as mentioned, you can uh, be reminded any of these dates, any of these giveaways, uh, you can see the promo schedule over at riverwolveshockey.com, and uh, you can always call the Riverwolves front office as well with any questions or concerns. Zach, anything else on your mind? That's all. Look forward to having folks uh, here at the ice rink second half of the year all right thank you zach and make sure you stick around you are not going to want to miss the interview i have for you next it is olympic gold medal champion tyler balsarak and we'll be back with that interview right after this head to milwaukee burger company in wausau to score pregame during the 1920 season buy two entrees and receive a basket of cheese curds 50 percent off you won't regret it all right and welcome everybody back inside the den we have uh, probably our most anticipated players only of the year. It is my pleasure to be sitting across the table from an Olympic gold medal champion for USA Hockey. He also uh, happens to play defense for our little team here in Wausau, the Wausau River Wolves, but it is a number four defenseman, Tyler Balsarak. Tyler, thanks for being here. How are you doing after such an amazing experience? Uh, I'm doing well, thank you. It was, uh, it was a very well experience. It was an amazing experience. I, uh, couldn't forget about it. I think that was the most surreal experience I've ever had. Um, but I appreciate being here. Thank you. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on right away. I mean, you just got back not that long ago. Um, so we'll start there. How long were you? You were in Italy, correct? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was in Chiavenna, Italy. It is um, about 45 minutes from Switzerland. Um, it was in a very small town. There's not that many people. It was um, actually very cool. There was mountains everywhere. I mean, nonstop. Um, we played in a really nice rink. It was like, um, there was a roof, uh, but the walls were open, so we could see the mountains as we were playing, and it was actually pretty cool. Okay, so it was like a, kind of like an outdoor stadium, but with a covering? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. That sounds awesome. Yep. Um, so for those of you who may not know, um, Tyler is part of the deaf community. Um, so uh, Tyler, take us a little bit into your background there, where you... How how fully deaf are you? Is it one ear? Is it both uh, ears? Or? I am. I'm fully deaf. Uh, I can only hear like 15 percent in both ears. Um, when I have it on, uh, I can hear like 85 percent. But like when I have it off, 15 percent is where I can only hear. Which is a pretty insane difference. So yeah. um, so that. Uh, awarded you the uh, opportunity to get involved um, with the uh, Deaf Olympics here. So I would only have to assume that it's probably quite a, a range of ages and talent 
that makes up this Team USA team correct? Or yeah. is it? Um, it goes from 16 to, I think the oldest we had was 36 years old. Oh, he wow. was our goaltender. He okay. used to play uh, for Princeton University and NCAA D1 hockey. Um, that was that, and our captain was actually 27 years old. So, I mean, it was ranging from 16 to 34, 36 years old. Um, our youngest player was actually from by my hometown. He's uh, he's about 45 minutes from me. He's just turned 16, so he was actually really nice for him. He had a really young experience and first experience. I think that was the best, especially win gold medal. I think for me too. So I think that was awesome to experience. Like I said, it was it goes yeah. from 16 to 34. It's not much. Yeah, surreal experience, uh, and no matter what age you are, 16, 24, 35, doesn't matter. I mean, you win an Olympic gold medal, that's insane. Yeah. Um, so, take it back a little bit. How did you, I guess, make this team or get involved with the team? Was there tryouts? Was there a recruiting process? Uh, how uh, did you end up playing for Team USA? Yeah, so there was tryouts last April in Buffalo, New York, at uh, Northtown Ice Center, and there was about... Um, 85 to 100 kids, I'd say, trying out, and uh, the 23 roster, 23 man roster, and I made it. It was just, it was like, nice. So when I found out about that, I was pretty stoked, and to hear I'm going to Italy. So. I mean, that's got to feel pretty good, and just as a hockey player, that's got to give you a lot of confidence, you know, that yeah. I was good enough to, to beat up. 40, 50 other people make a national Olympic team, yeah. especially when you're competing against, like you said, there were older, more experienced hockey yeah. players, probably people that played at a higher level than the NA3, and you were able to beat a lot yeah, of them out. For sure. I mean, we had, a, we had a kid that my captain actually played professionals in uh, SPHL and the ECHL, so that was really nice. And uh, like I said, our goalie was an NCAA D1 goalie, and you're not, you don't get that often to play with one of those type of guys. So that was nice, but he he gave me a little experience going through. I mean, he was a he had five years of experience with uh, well, not five years of experience. Um, he had five international hockey tournaments. Tournaments, sure. And that was nice because, like, for a kid that's starting it up and being a first year, I can take it from my captain and start getting the experience and start learning now, so I can teach the younger guys when they get into their first tournament and I think that was awesome uh, experience like I said it was it was so nice to be with the brotherhood and be with the family and it was just it was nice to see everyone come together for two weeks and compete for the one mission we had in common and that was the one goal yeah and you guys obviously were successful in that um now does this happen every four years, like the like uh, the regular yeah. Olympics? Yeah, so this is like every four years, and then we had World Juniors every four years, too. But it's split in between, so that's nice. So we get every two years, we see each other pretty much. Okay, and you're planning on sticking with this team as long as you can? Yeah, actually, I am going to be in Vancouver, hopefully, in 2021. And then in 2023, we don't know yet for sure, but we will be in Quebec, which will be really nice. All right, so uh, anybody that maybe didn't get an opportunity to uh, see, you, see you guys play at all over the course of uh, this tournament, plenty of, of uh, opportunities coming up in, in the years upcoming here. Um, is, is there a way to view it? Like, was it broadcasted online anywhere? Oh, or? yes, it was on YouTube. There's a channel called WD Media 2019, and it, the games are still on there, I believe. But um, there is, we do have a link on Shutterfly. Um, we... 
I will be letting the Washington Wolves uh, page know about it. And they can share that, and anyone can watch it. All right, cool. So uh, let's just go back a little bit before you actually even made it over to Italy. What was the process? Um, did you guys have any practice time together? Did you all just meet somewhere and fly over to Italy together? Did you all meet there? Uh, how did that go down? Yeah, so after Buffalo, we have a summer camp um, in Bensonville, Illinois. Uh, it's called Ahiha, and that's for the deaf community for plays hockey. And uh, we all get together, and we kind of, the kids that made it, we got to play together and start trying to get used to it now. But there was no, from the time being, from tryouts to the, the games, there was no uh, time. So we actually kind of just like had a group chat, kind of like stayed in touch, tell us how we're working out, how we're doing. And uh, then we all just got together on December 6th. We're in Buffalo, no, actually in JFK, so in New York City. And then we were flying right to Italy. So there was no time, really. Did you have any practice time over in Italy together? or was Yeah, it kind we of actually just... did. We actually practiced every day. Um, we actually have morning skate like we do here, um, but it was actually nice because we actually got to get some work in that we had, especially after we lost the Canada 4-1. So I think when we had more work, we had actually two two days work, uh, worth of uh, practicing. So when we practiced that, we just got all the stuff done and it worked. And we beat Canada the next day in the gold medal game, so that was nice. All right, so I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that's where I was going to go next. How many games... Um, Obviously, it probably follows the regular Olympic format where you have the first couple rounds yeah. and then you have to get into the to the medal rounds. Yeah. And you can only really afford to lose one one game or so in those opening rounds. So how many games did you play total before the medal round? Uh, we played four games total. So we played Finland first and then uh, Russia and then Kazakhstan and then Canada. So we played four in uh, round robin and then... We made it to the uh, gold medal game. So we knew we were in the gold medal game after the third game because after we won all three, you you have the sense of making it in. So we sure. made that in, and it was we were 3-0 three, three going in against Canada, and our main focus was just seeing how they were and have them see how we were. And they just got us in the first game, and then we just knew after that first game, we just knew we... We had them. We just knew what to do because we didn't put our starting lineup out, really. We kind of had the other guys play and have them get the chance to see how that was. So that was nice to have. Um, but honestly, sure. it was, there, was, there was four games, and then the fifth one was the medal game. All right. That, that's a pretty savvy uh, veteran move. I don't know if that's your coaching staff or whose idea that was, but maybe, hey, we don't have to beat Canada this first time. Let's mm-hmm. see what they got. Let's yeah. put maybe not our best guys or not show our full playbook to them uh, this first time around. It's kind of like what the Patriots do yeah. over the course mm-hmm. of the NFL season yeah. and stuff when they play when they play other teams that they know they're going to have to face down the line. Yeah. So is it safe to say Canada was probably the best team there other than you? Oh, yeah. Canada was definitely the best team there. And actually, to do a throwback, in 2017, we actually won the gold medal that year in Buffalo, New York. And when that happened, we actually played Canada in the last game and we lost the first game and played them again in gold medal and won 6-1 that game, uh, that year. So to do a little throwback, that's just the same as same what happened thing, yeah. And it was nice to have that feeling again. And what was the uh, score of the gold medal game this time? 
this time it was seven to three. We beat Canada. All right, so you did it pretty handily, huh? Yeah. Didn't didn't have to worry too much. That that must have been a great feeling all throughout the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you're uh, you're slowly every minute that ticks towards the your ticks down. You know, you're that much closer to a gold medal. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, gold medal not here today. I was yeah. hoping I would get uh, to see actually, it, but oh, you have you have it in your pocket. Oh, I, I figured you'd have it around your neck. Uh-huh. But all right, let's oh, see this I beast. Just in my pocket, and here it is, right there. Wow. Oh, that's. See, okay, I played in a tournament in um, Lake Placid, New York, mm-hmm. way back when I was young, and we won a bronze medal. Uh-huh. And it's bigger physically, but it's not nearly this heavy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this thing's maybe two inches across. And it's yep. very nice and heavy. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's super cool. Um, maybe we'll try and take a picture of it and post yes. it as the uh, as the uh, like profile picture for this episode or something. For sure, yeah. So uh, I guess take me through... Um, I guess you don't have to really take me through the championship game. We talked a little bit about that, but take me through your personal experience as as a hockey player. What was your highlight? Did you have any points, or did you make a big hit, or like what was the personal uh, highlight for you uh, on the ice over there? Uh, on the ice, I think it was I played great, honestly, and I usually don't play deaf, and it was kind of like a little overwhelming experience at first trying to play deaf and get used to it on the ice. And uh, I think that so, was nice. So were you guys? You guys not allowed to wear yeah, we any hearing to wear devices? Hearing, oh wow! Know. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize yes. that. So that throws That's a whole new kink the into rules things. In, uh, the Deaf Olympics, you okay. cannot wear your hearing at all. So that was. Uh, it was kind of overwhelming at first, like I said, because I'm not used to that. I usually wear it when I'm on the ice, yeah. especially here. And uh, and I wasn't wearing it. I just I kind of got used to it, and it was nice. But um, on the ice, I mean, I put five points up in five games, so point wow. per game wasn't bad. Um, when that happened, that was nice to see that and translate it over here. And then uh, I actually had, in the first game we played against Canada, I actually had a really big hit. It's actually online. I can show, uh, I can have the River Wolves show up, but it was a really nice hit. Um, honestly, I was just being physical and just trying to get as much shots and be just do my job on the ice and I did that and I thought bringing home the gold medal just made me feel like I accomplished my job that's pretty much it and five points I mean it's not like you know it's not like you did you were just on the team at that point like not at all five points is pretty significant especially against other international talent Mm -hmm. so uh I'm still just thinking about like the fact that I guess I didn't realize I didn't realize at all that you guys had to play fully deaf and how many extra challenges that would throw in uh, to your game, especially since you're used to playing with hearing. Yep, um, for sure. And I assume most most people had those same struggles, but it kind of put everybody on an even playing field. But wow, that's even more respect to you guys uh, after knowing that. So this whole experience, how much more confidence does that give you coming back to play in the NA three or wherever you you play beyond? the uh, Wausau River Wolves. I mean, it gives me much more confidence than when I, before leaving. I mean, I when I come back, I was playing last night against Rochester, I started feeling like, I started feeling whole again. I feel, started feeling like I was myself. I just knew what I was doing. And it was actually great, because like, when I came back, just learning from the older guys back in Italy, I just now brought that here kind of like stepped up my game and started realizing like I got much much more talent than I did before and I think that's what really that's what brought me back to playing yeah just a total boost in confidence I actually if you listen to the broadcast I said something along those same exact lines I said you can tell Tyler's playing with uh, maybe a newfound confidence and um, just 
you were being you were being aggressive. You were making like you made that self pass to yourself off the back of the net behind behind. Uh, I think it was LaForge playing at the time, yeah. but just doing stuff and not only making the most of your opportunities, but like I said, playing aggressive. And you could just tell you had a different demeanor, a different attitude out there. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, before talking to you, I attributed that to you know your experience over in the Olympics, and obviously now you're confirming that. But I mean, how can that not change you as a hockey player and, and as a person too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like I said, it changed me and it made me who I was, and I liked it. It was, it was nothing nothing wrong with it. So you guys play the, the gold medal game. You win 7-3. to three. Mm-hmm. Take me through receiving your actual gold medal. Was it just like you see in Miracle where you guys all it, got one by one like, and you pile it, on the podium? Yeah, it was like that. So Canada was lined up on the blue line, and Russia was lined up on the uh, other blue line. And we were lined up by the benches, and, like, we – so – Russia came around, shook hands, got their bronze medal. Then Canada got their silver medal, shook hands with us and Russia. But when we got the gold medal, everyone, like, I had my implants in at the time so I could hear everything, and it was crazy because everyone was, like, screaming and roaring, and it was just crazy because I, all I see is I turn around and I see the fans, I'm just like, wow, we just did it. Yeah. And when... We went up to get the gold medal. I was just like stoked. I was just like, oh my god, I have no words. I have no idea what to do. So I had it around my neck, and I was like, I don't know if I should touch it. I don't know what to do. And I just kept shaking hands with the other teams, and then we sung our national anthem, and that was just that was unreal. I mean, we were all looking at each other. We were all just crying and having tears of joy. It was just awesome. I mean, I probably will never forget about that. And, and what's what's the locker room like after that? You guys celebrate oh, on the ice, so you get we, back in. Yeah, so we actually had champagne after, and we started shaking the bottle. There's actually pictures of it, and I was in it, and I just started screaming, and we started shaking the champagne. We, all, we actually sung the USA uh, Hockey um, chant song. Um, they usually, if you, if you look it up, it's on World Juniors. They won it back in, I think it was 2008 or 2010 or something like that. And they actually had a chant. They all took a knee and they all like started clapping hands and started singing. And I think we, yeah, we used that chant and then we started shaking the champagne again. And then we went back out there for the gold medal, uh, actually for the closing ceremony and then get our medals. And then it was pretty much it. And we just started celebrating again. And uh, honestly, it was it wasn't bad because it was. Um, when we were celebrating, everyone was just all happy. We were all with our families. We ate dinner, and it was just such a fun time. And we stayed up all night because we had to celebrate. There oh, you have else. to. You have to. What's uh, What's the next day like, though? Did you guys leave Italy right away, or yeah. did you have some time? Yeah, so we left Italy the next morning, and I thought that was nice because um, we we all like got together one last time just to hang out. We actually had an hour and a half drive to Milan because there's no airports around us except Milan and uh, so we did an hour and a half there and then we all just saw each other go we went on the plane went back to JFK in Buffalo or New York City and then uh, we just say, said goodbye one last time and it was it's kind of sad but it's what it is you can't do much about it and you're going to see them again in a couple of years like yep. you mentioned so mm-hmm. um, I mean wow what what a story what an opportunity and congratulations to you everybody else on the team and uh make sure that you uh you can keep up with tyler on instagram right yep 
Uh, what's your Instagram handle? My Instagram is Balsarak, my last name, dot Tyler. All right, so keep up with him there, and you can uh, keep up with all of his future endeavors with the Team USA, like he mentioned, Junior, uh, junior what is it? Is world it Juniors world coming up? World yeah, juniors. World Juniors coming up, and then the Olympics again in four more years. And uh, you're only, what, 21, 20, 20, 21 years old, something like I'm that? 18. You're 18? Oh, yes. geez, you, you look older than that. But, yeah, okay, so you got a long time to go. You got a lot of these tournaments yep. uh, ahead of you yet. So a uh, lot of years of good hockey to look forward to. Uh, make sure you follow Tyler on his Instagram. Um, and uh, if you see him after one of the next Riverwolf games or something like that, shake his hand and say congratulations. I'm sure he, he uh, won't mind. And honestly, Tyler, you uh, didn't really miss too much over at the NA3 showcase. So, uh, yeah, I know. I, I saw that. I was cheering for the boys back home. And, yeah, I'm sure. It's I'm, what it is. It happens. Yeah, I'm sure you were supporting them all you could, but I... I bet almost every single one of them, actually every single one of them, would have traded in an instant their spot to be in your spot. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. anyway, one last congratulations to you, and uh, thanks for sitting down with me here. Make sure to uh, catch the River Wolves in action whenever they play on Hockey TV, including tonight as you guys head over to Rochester. So uh, best of luck with that, and we'll see you sometime soon. All right, sounds good. Thank you. That is Olympic gold medalist and Wausau River Wolves defenseman number four, Tyler Balsarak. Whether it's an employee outing, youth hockey group, school group, birthday celebration, or customer appreciation night, bring your group together and share in the excitement of River Wolves hockey. Take advantage of our group ticket packages today. Be the office hero and book your group outing with the River Wolves. For more information on group nights, visit riverwolveshockey.com.